the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In just 23 days, as you're all aware, we will elect the President of the United States for the next four years. Either it will be our current President, President Trump, or our former Vice President, Joe Biden. Now, we are told to worry. We are told by both sides to exceedingly worry. We're told that if the wrong one of them wins, that all hell will break loose. Even though I'm pretty sure neither Donald Trump or Joe Biden hold the keys to the gates of hell. I think someone else does. But we're told that it will be terrible. We're told like so many times before that this is the most important election in the history of our country. But it's not. It's not. We have nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. We have nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Now, we should be interested, of course. We should care. We should be informed. Yes, all of that. You know that. But we have nothing to worry about. We already have a president, if we were to call him that, right? What, I mean, what's a title? Of course Jesus is our president. We have a president. We have better than a president. We have the president's president, or if you will, the president's boss. Romans 13 clearly says there's no authority, there's no president except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. So I seriously doubt if we were to look from heaven down, I seriously doubt Jesus is intimidated. You know, Jesus isn't saying, oh no, what if he gets elected? He's not worried. He's not intimidated by either one of them. Whoever Jesus allows to serve for the next four years will be okay. Truly, we'll be okay. We'll pray for him, and we will be subject to him like good Christians, like it's our duty. But Jesus is our king. See, that's why we're not worried. That position has already been filled. You can even call him your president if you want. Call him your Lord. Whatever you want to call him, he's the guy. So we say in our catechism, I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, also true man born of the Virgin Mary, I believe he's my Lord. He's my Lord. So I really think our scripture readings this morning are giving us perspective, which we need just about every four years about this time <laughs> in the fall. We need perspective again. In the gospel reading, Jesus spells out that he's the Lord. He asks the Pharisees a question. He says, how, how did David call his own son his Lord, and they don't know. Well, it only works. We know it only works in Jesus. He's the Lord. He proved it by dying on the cross and rising from the dead. So what I want you to ask yourself this morning is, what does this mean that Jesus is my Lord? Deuteronomy 10 gives us some perspective about that. What does it say about the Lord? Behold, it says, to the Lord our God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens the earth with all that is in it. When I was reading the three scripture readings together today, it, it really hit me how many times the word all comes up in there. It's like God is trying to impress something on us. Everything, all of it, belongs to Him. And He has given us everything. It's all-encompassing. Right? He's the Lord of the earth and all that is in it. Hmm. Well, that sounds pretty big. I would think that then the Lord would be able to handle 
little old United States of America, right? Of course he can. Or go a little further, verse 17, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe. That's a pretty good president. That's the kind of guy we would want, right? Not swayed by money or power. Not partial to big politics. Not swayed by appearances or bribery. Why not? Because he's God of gods. Lord of lords. You see the perspective God is giving us here. And now then, look at your own self. Where you are right now, October 11th, 2020. Look at your life you wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't be voting on a presidential election if the Lord hadn't put you here in the first place. It's all in His hands. What are you worried about? I mean, who was it that created you in the first place, formed you in the womb of your mom? Who was it that breathed into you the breath of life, gave you a heart and soul and mind? You didn't do any of that. Who, who in the first place made you a citizen of the United States of America in 2020? Who is Lord? Who kept you safe from mortal danger all these years? Who was it that provided food for you, shelter to protect you? As it continues, verse 20 and 21, you shall fear the Lord your God. He's your praise. He's your God who has done for you these great and terrifying things that your eyes have seen. Look at your life and ask, who's done this all? Get some perspective. Was it Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Of course not. What's a nation? What's a republic to God? To the Lord, your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth and everything that's in it. Now, if that makes sense, then let's talk about us. If the Lord is Lord of heaven, of heavens and the earth and everything in it, then what do we owe to this Lord, our God? He says we owe this to love him. That's it. Now, there's the real problem, though, isn't it? Uh, the real problem is not the President of the United States. The real problem is not Joe Biden or Donald Trump. The real problem is not who you're going to vote for. It's who you love. Who do you love? Jesus is asked in the Gospel reading, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. So then you ask yourself, where's my heart? Where's my soul and my mind? Am I loving God? Or am I worrying about a president of the United States? In the reading from Deuteronomy 10, Moses says, What does the Lord your God require of you except to fear the Lord, walk in His ways, love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and soul? That's all God asks. Love Him. Trust Him. And yet we worry and we fret about 80-year-old presidential candidates. Now those we can take or leave. But there's one king, one lord, one president that you and I absolutely cannot do without for one day or we're dead. The one who loves you even when you don't love him. We cannot do without our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, think very big picture now. Your Lord Jesus Christ has loved you with all that he has. Well, what does he have? The entire world. He's given the entire world for you. He's given his own life on the cross for you. No president that we will ever elect will ever come close to this. Right? Certainly not Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Even King David, who was a, you know, no small king himself. Even he said Jesus was his Lord. 
when he prophesied in Psalm 110, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Jesus is your Lord. Now then, I'll take you to the only reading I haven't mentioned yet. It's the second reading, 1 Corinthians 1, 4-9. Now here, Paul is straining the language. At least that's what it feels like to me. I feel like he's straining the language to try to press home to us just how complete and perfect and all-encompassing the grace of God is for us in Jesus Christ. It takes care of everything. Right? There's, no, there's nothing left out of God's grace that you say, well, I sure hope we elect the right president to take care of that. No, everything is taken care of. Look at Paul's words. In every way, see, every way, you are enriched in Jesus in all speech and all knowledge so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift. See how he's trying to strain it? Everything, everything, everything. You know, look at your life again. What? What has the Lord Jesus not done for you? He's baptized you, taken your sins away. You have a good conscience before God. You know who you are. You know where you're headed. You know the truth that sets you free. You know the hope that exists beyond the grave. You've got everything. You know, I could say that I love Joe Biden or Donald Trump, and that could be true if I meant, you know, I love them as a fellow citizen of the United States, or I love them as a fellow brother made in the image of God. But you know there's different kinds of love, right? How do you love Jesus? Look at what Jesus has done for you. He has given you every spiritual gift. Forgiveness, peace, the Holy Spirit, joy, eternal life. He, now, he hasn't given you a good economy or a good foreign policy or lower taxes. He's given you all the big things. How do you love Him? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. With everything. Nothing left out. Not a single part of you. You love Jesus with everything. So Paul wraps it all together with these triumphant words. He says, God is faithful. He's not going to let you down. Kings and presidents are going to come and go. God is faithful. He loves you with all His heart, and you love Him with all of your heart. And I want to close then, I take you to the very, because I think these are just, I really like this verse. I take you to the very last verse of the Gospel reading today. And this kind of, to me, is like the trump card. It shows Jesus is the best of the best. It says, And no one was able to answer Him a word, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask Him any more questions. See, in the presence of Jesus... Everyone goes quiet because he's the Lord, the Lord of lords, God of gods. The heaven of heavens is his, right? Everyone, there, there's no stumping him, no questioning, no fooling him. There's just loving him. Just love him. You know, we're right at the time of the, of the debates. Maybe some of you watched the first presidential debate, the, the train wreck that that was. Or maybe you watched the vice presidential debate, which was a little better. And just look at these. These are just sinful men and a woman. Right? They don't really know. I mean, if truth be told, you or I could sit on that debate stage and we wouldn't be that much further off. They happen to know a little more because of their positions. But they don't know. Jesus knows. No one dared to ask Him anything else. Why? Because He is the Lord. Because to Him belongs the earth and everything that's in it. He's the one. Love Him with all your heart and soul and mind.
Lest I be misunderstood, I will reiterate, maybe I don't need to, but I'm going to be absolutely sure, you should care about the presidential election. Don't leave church saying, Pastor Bing said, who cares about the election? You should care. You should, you know, be informed. Know where the candidates stand on abortion, religious freedom, foreign policy, sure. But you should not act like they're Jesus. They're not Jesus. You shouldn't worry as if you're voting for the Lord of Lords. You are not. That seat is taken. Jesus is your Lord. And to Him, to the God of gods and Lord of lords, to the great, the mighty, and the awesome God, be all our love of heart and soul and mind forever and ever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.